Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Heavy metal. The way it was meant to be.
right, there's our guest tonight, Sammy Abigail, singer with Jack Stars, uh, Guardians of the Flame, the flame that never dies. What's up, P? Hey. Hey. Welcome. Oh, got to mute my. Oh, sorry. We missed you there the last couple of weeks. I'm sorry that the show interferes with your football season, but uh, I'm glad <laughs> you were able to make time today. <laughs> oh boy, here's something else. Uh, it's only a few more weeks now. <laughs> yeah. So. Now what are you I, gonna do? So no, the shows, good. shows have been really good. I, you know, I've been checking them on the uh, playbacks. You've been doing a real good job. You, you really don't need me. I'm just a. a oh, of course icing. I need you. I'm a little icing on the cake. That's all. Yeah, you, you know, you're my partner in crime over here. So it's, it's always Thank better when it's the two of us having fun. And we should have a good time tonight. Our buddy Sammy, the shoemaker Abigail, is coming <laughs> on again. Yeah. We haven't had Sammy on a couple of years. It's been, huh? Yeah, yeah, a couple. Yeah, well, the new brand new record just came out by Abigail, so we'll talk to Sammy about that. Right. And then uh, later on in the show, there's an interview with Amanda Somerville. I had Amanda on, I think, around this time last year also. It's funny, I had Amanda on last year at this time with David Feinstein from The Rods, and Sammy also sang with The Rods. And, wow. You know, I don't know if that's a stupid coincidence or what, but <laughs> it is what it is. It's like the, um, what is it, the uh, something... So many, so many degrees. <laughs> yeah, six degrees of uh, heavy metal, we can call it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I love talking to a man because, like, when you talk to her, mm. you feel like a little kid, that, you know, uh, falling in love with a girl for the first time. She's just a uh-huh. doll to talk to, and I, and I have a good time when, uh, whenever I talk to her. It's been a few times that we've spoken, and so we'll get that interview on uh, a little later on after we talk with Sammy, uh-huh. and uh, we'll keep the music. You know what? Even before we get any further with the music, we got to put some money in the book. Oh. For a while... But you know what, Mr. Paul Diano, he has to go into the book because he's been jerking me around with this interview for like three years yeah, on and off, and the last couple of weeks it's just gotten ridiculous. So I guess if he thinks he's bigger than anybody else, uh, we don't keep uh, doing what he's doing. But yeah. I think we got to book him, buddy. All right, book him, Diano. Right, so, <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish this would have all happened last week because I needed one of his songs for a matinee, but I'll just have to dig up something else. That's all. I see. What are we gonna do? Well, you know what, Paul Diano, you're going in the book. Name of Paul Diano be stricken from every book and tablet, stricken from all pylons and obelisks, stricken from every monument of heavy metal. Let the name of Paul Diano be unheard and unspoken, erased from the memory of men for all time. Wow. So let it be written. So let it be done. That's it. I had to pre record that one because I couldn't remember all the words. That was good. I like that. I like that voice yeah. you had. <laughs> <laughs> Playing around with the buttons on the, the audio editing program there. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, Paul's in the book. He's banned from Heavy Metal Mayhem. I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit is right. <laughs> oh, I don't even think we care. <laughs> he's just happy he's alive. That's all. That's right. You know what? It just fills up a minute of airtime. That's all. It's fun. It's fun. I hear you. Well, let me see. Uh... There's so much new music out right now, especially by some of the classic bands from the 80s, you know, and and, and there's a lot of new music out, too, by bands who have that classic 80s feel. Yeah. So uh, this week it's a band called Arctic Flame. Uh, you might have heard of them. They're from New Jersey. They've been around, I mean, quite a while. Mm-hmm. And they got a new record out, so uh, how about we do Guardians of the Gate? Okay. All right. Sit back. It's about six minutes. <laughs>
right, that was Pantera with Down Below. I believe that was off the first album featuring Phil Ensemble, Power Metal. I was going to play something off the earlier records with Terry Glaze, but I don't think I went that far back in my collection. So there you go. All right. I know you didn't hear the first song, T, because we were talking, but uh, they're pretty good, Arctic Flame. And this is a, this is a good record. Cool. Yeah, I gotta send you some songs off it. Uh, Sam will be calling in about ten minutes or so, and let me see what I can get on now. I gotta do our demolition segment, and there's this new band. They're not a new band. They've been around a little while. They're called Fretless. They're out of Sweden, uh-huh. and uh, our friends over at Eddie's Mates are just managing. You know, they picked up managing them right now, and they're working with them. And maybe next year I get them on the show because we only got a couple of our shows to do in December because of the holidays. So uh, we're kind of booked up for that month, but maybe in January we have these guys on live. I think they sound great. They bring back that real classic hard rock sound. So I think you might like this song. I'm going to get on a song called Breakout. Let me know what you think.
that was fretless with breakout. I really like that stuff. Yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, you know, a little ACDC-ish, yeah. but uh, it's it's fresh, you know. It comes Definitely. right after. I, I tell you, I've been getting a lot of CDs <laughs> lately in the mail, you know, on the downloads from uh, bands from Sweden, and it seems like the scene is exploding over there. I mean, a lot of great hard rock coming out of that country right now. I mean, you know, it's always been big in Europe, but it just seems like right now the focus is in uh, over in Sweden. Yeah, they um, they promote they promote pretty pretty good over there. They um, got definitely they they support program. their artists. Yeah, they yeah. support the artists. Yeah. All right, well, let me see here. Sammy should be calling in about five minutes. Want to get on something off the new Abigail, or do you want to do uh, something off the, the new Megadeth, or we'll do that later? What do you want to do? Play the Abigail. That way, we, you know. Sounds good it. to me. Yeah, All right, well, Sammy should be calling in a little bit. This is off the brand new record, Unbroken. Uh, I want to I want to play on Sins of the Father, but it does, I don't have enough time before he calls in, so I'll play that maybe after we're done talking with Sammy. So right now I'll do a Demons Inside.
There you go, brand new Abigail, Demons Inside. Looking forward to talking to Sammy. She'll be calling any minute. If I got the time right, P. Last week I screwed up the times with everybody. Oh. Yeah, I was supposed to have Paul Bostaff on last week from Testament. At 7.30, I kept thinking of a 6.30, and I was calling him over and over again. <laughs> it was the wrong time. Oh, wow. uh, went, went, went haywire. But I believe we got Sammy calling in now, so let me connect Sammy here. Okay. Hey, Sammy, how are you, buddy? Hey, Mike, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, 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 good to hear it. I'm okay, you know, as usual. Having fun. Yeah, yeah. Is the weather getting uh, cold up there yet? Uh, yes, and it will get colder. Don't remind me of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, last year was bad. Well, Sammy, I got Tommy on the line with me, too. Hey, how you doing, Sam? Tommy. Oh, all right, man. How are you? Ah, hanging in there, hanging in there, rocking, man. Yeah, it's great. Just heard a new tune. I loved it, loved it. Thank you. Excellent. Good stuff. So, Sammy, the new album finally came out. It's been a lot of years in the making, man. It went from the gates of hell to unbroken. Yeah. How did that come about? Those are the ones that were uh, we were we were streaming for a year already. But in the meantime, finishing the album, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. It took two years to record this album and to put a band together. You know, it was we were doing both things at the same time. So I basically started doing it with my guitar player, Dicky Riom. Yeah. And uh, we took it from there, you know, and we find the right musician. It's not easy, you know, trial, yeah. trial and error. But today we're happy. We we have what we what we wanted it to be, you know, musically. That's good. And, yeah. I was going to say, is it hard trying to find musicians to play with today, especially people that have, you know, the same interest as you and the same musical stylings that you want to accomplish? It's not only that, you know, musical, it's one part of it. You, you should find, it's hard to find personalities that matches. I mean, being in a band is like a marriage, you know? True. Yeah. <laughs> and it's five people. I mean, marriage is only two people. Here it's five people in a marriage. So it is tough. But, you know, but once you find the right people and everybody is united behind one idea, then it's great, then it's working, you know, that's that's the whole thing. So I used my experience for so many years. I've been in many situations that didn't work, so this time I decided I'm going to look for the right combination of people, musically and personalities, so we can gel together and really have some fun. You know, the music should be about fun. It should be, I know. And like you said, five guys in a band is like being married to five different women. I mean, you might be better off moving to Utah and getting a TV show or something, but uh, <laughs> no thanks. How's I can do with one, man? <laughs> I know how you feel. You don't have to tell me, <laughs> but it's a great record, Sammy. You really you put a lot of work into it over these years. I, I remember you sent me the rough mixes a couple of years ago, and what a difference! Mm-hmm. And it's a great product. It's got to be great that at least your last name fits for a perfect band name, Abigail. You know, if you had a name like Dinkelmeyer or Schwarzenberg, it just wouldn't work with the band. <laughs> I wouldn't be using it if it was Dinkelmeyer. I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, didn't, I was watching uh, King of Queens. The name came to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway. it's a solid record, Sam. Yeah. And over the years, in between the record, you were also uh, working with the Rods, trying to get Vengeance out at the same time. 
I helped them with the production because they were stuck, you know, and they needed help, and we're good friends. So I lend a hand, man. You did a good job on that one, too, getting them going. That's, that's got to say something because Carl's a producer, and he does engineering himself, and he, and he came to you. That's because uh, Carl is, was not yet into computers and into those new programs, and, so, and I was already into that, so I helped him. He, he's great now. He's doing well, you know, but yeah. I, I got him into it. It's, you know, people have to, like, get pushed into it to do it. It's a little scary at the beginning before you put into it, and then it's okay. Yeah, it's it's like anything else. You gotta get, you have to adapt to the changes that come, you know, especially in the music business. Uh, mm-hmm. Now with the new album out, you're in a whole completely different ball game. Like you know, as far as you know, the record end of the business goes compared to when you first started out years ago. How different is it today for you? Well, in the old days, we waited for the record company to give us at least a hundred thousand dollars to go to the studio <laughs> and record the album. Uh-huh. Today, we don't need that. I have my own studio at home. I record everything there, you know. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a different world, you know. And in the in the old days, you go to a studio and then you look at the hour, you look at the clock, and if there is mistakes, you just let them go because it's five hundred bucks an hour or four hundred bucks an hour, and you and you you know you look at the time and you look at the money and you just want to finish it. Yeah. Today I have my own place. If I don't like something, I just go back and fix it. Yeah, you know. that makes it easier. Yeah, but you know, you're like a one-man band in a way because you 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 wrote the album, you produced it, you did the engineering, and like you said, I guess it comes easier for you because you have your own place to do it in, so you can put the time and effort into <laughs> getting it right. Yes, plus I didn't have a chance, man, a choice because nobody gave me money to do anything, yeah. so I had to do everything <laughs> myself. Mm. It was, you know, you don't have a choice, then you do it. I even designed the the the, the album cover and the booklets and mm. and all that. I never did that before, and I wouldn't be doing it if I had the if I had the record company phoning some money to to pay an artist to do it. But nobody was there, so you know, when you have to do things, you just do them. Yeah, I know. That's what my wife keeps telling me every week about certain things up in the bedroom, but I'm just not getting there yet. But I will. <laughs> <laughs> I get around to it. <laughs> well, you you, you, hey, you have to be like a one-man is, operation. Excuse me, excuse me. This is different. Doing things <laughs> yeah, in the know. bedroom. Come on, it's no fun. Yeah, I'm talking about music, <laughs> art. <laughs> That's <is> so true. <laughs> I probably, if I had to do things in the kitchen, I wouldn't do them either. You know, I have time. I put them That's away. Right. <laughs> Same also, you work with Danny on this album too, and you you and Danny have known each other a long time. You've worked together in the past, so you kind of have that going for you too. Yeah, yeah. Danny's a good friend, you know. I also worked with Beth McDonald on one of the songs, and you know, I work with all the people, my friends. You know, people I I like to work with other people. It's fun. Mm. Who wasn't fun to work with? Who wasn't fun? Don't ask those kind of questions. I'm not going to answer them. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sweet pictures. Hey, <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need enemies. <laughs> I hear you. Was it Jack Star? We won't say nothing. I'm not mentioning him. I played the fifth. Okay, it was Joe Hasselvander. <laughs> Joe's a good friend of ours here. It's okay. We can talk about Joe. Hey. You know, come on. People are... 
different people every, you know, whatever you call it. Depends. That's why I, I decided to start my own band, because I always played in a band when I was, I came late into the band, and then things were already done, and, and somebody was the, thought he was the boss, and he couldn't change anything, and you couldn't do anything, and it was... It was always kind of weird, and I always wanted to start my own band, and then this time I just went for it. Mm. Yeah, you're better off. You know. is, is, is it hard to like when you step into a band like Pitcher or The Raj, where they've already been established and have a certain sound and style, now you have to come in and kind of add your touch to all the stuff and also create something new for what's going on in the future? It is very hard, because they have already their own style. They so have to adapt. As a creative person, you go there and you don't have the full freedom to be creative because you have to stay in those, uh, you know, in the box where the band is. Right. And that's it. And then if you try to do something, then the other guys will immediately think you're trying to take over. Yeah, because they created the things and they did it. And and you don't want boundaries either, you know. It's like you got to know your place sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the best, the best to do is to do what I did: start your own thing, and then you can dictate the direction. Yeah. But because because of those experiences that I had with other bands, with my musicians, I give them a lot more freedom than I was giving. Just just because I was there, and I know that if I give them more freedom, I'll get a lot more out of them. Right. You, yeah. You treat them. You treat them well, and you'll get more. You'll get more out of them, more creativity, and they feel like they're yeah. part of something instead of a hard yeah. hand or whatever. Let them express themselves. That's very good. That's but very good. It, if I want to do just what I had in mind, it will sound only what I had in mind. Right. But I bring that to the table, and then everyone takes it. And it's you know I'm not a drummer, so when the drummer sits down and and is creative. He adds something to the music. So I will, if I was just saying, hey, man, I don't want that. That's that's what I had in mind. That's what, then, you know, I'm just stopping the whole thing from happening, basically. Right, right. And I don't I don't like that because what's done to me, I'm not going to do that to other musicians. That's the bottom line. You I know? Guess, yeah, you learn by their mistakes, other people's mistakes. Exactly. No, I mean, your own mistakes, because you went there, and then that's the way you were treated. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe other people too. Yeah, I mean the whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's that, like that's so true. Mm-hmm. It is. Hey, but, Sammy, this is the first album you've had out on your own as Abigail, but it's the first time you had an album out in a, in a long time. So it, yeah. it's it's got to be a good feeling to have a, a product out again. Yes, yes. Since the Jack Star. Uh, album or whatever you want to call that, a project, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to create something on my own, and, and it took time, you know, it's just not easy, as I said before, you got to find the right people, Definitely. you know, yeah, I know. those, those I, 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 four people that are playing with me today were not the first people there, other than Dickie Riom, the guitar player, that he's a great human being, other than a great musician. I had to find the right people to, to fill all the spots. And and I had different people in every position till I found the right persons, basically. Mm. You know, musical, yeah. there's a lot of talented people out there. Sure. But to find the right personality, again, well, just like I said, just like a marriage, okay? Yeah, definitely. 
you know. I agree. And, and next week you got the record release party up where you are. Uh, I think next yes. Saturday night, right? Uh-huh. I can't wait, man. That should be day, great. You know. I, lo- I love playing live, so it's see. Yeah. That's we got to get you down state. We got to get you uh-huh. down to the city. Come on, do something. I need a manager. Yeah. I tell you, I, I wish I could. I could. I could barely manage my wife. Never mind you. <laughs> I'm in enough trouble here. But I would love to get you down here. I mean, I'll put hey, in touch with gotta, people. First of all, you got to stop talking about your wife because you're going to get in trouble, and I don't want to be responsible for that. <laughs> yeah, she's got a good sense of humor. She's married to me, so. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, that's good. She's got to have a good sense of humor. Oh, she has to be. Forget it, because I'm a handful. Good. That's it. <laughs> Love, is, Love is, is too short to worry about little things like that. It's true. It really is. Like you said before, music is supposed to be fun. And when you get into a situation in a band, which I know you had to have had over the years, where it's not fun anymore, it's time to move on and, and do something that is. Because exactly. why be miserable doing the thing you love? Exactly. I mean, you should have fun. You should enjoy what you're doing. That's yeah. the bottom line, you know. I mean... You know, the, the way the, the, the music business is today, nobody's going to be a millionaire out of it. Maybe in the old days, people used to. But today, it's all about being happy. It's a labor of love and, uh, and and you know, making yourself happy and making your fans happy. I, I, you, you seem like the type of guy that would rather just have a small amount of people really love it. Or just people just take it and just throw it on the, you know, throw it on the in the CD player, listen to it once, and that's it. You'd rather have a diehard uh, group of people that really love everything that you make. Uh, of course. Yeah. Diehard. You know, we work so we work so hard we to put so it all together. On. We all want to have a little appreciation, you know. It's just normal human need, you know. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I want people Definitely. to say, hey, man, it's a great album. Your work was great. And that's and that's basic, you know. Of course. You want to be acknowledged for what, you know, for what you've done and what you've put out. And I think you're going to get that with this album because uh, you, you're one of the few singers left today who actually like worries about the melody of a song and actually singing it. Because, you know, if you follow the, the metal scene over the last few years, you know, the singers have kind of like gone down the drain. They really haven't been very very melodic singers out there and you still bring that melody to the music yet you keep it as heavy as possible that's the that's the only way i know how to do it man (laughs) yeah that's that's the best way and this album seems to have like a a lot of personal stuff on it uh is that how you were writing at the time i write whatever bothers me you know if there is something i have to deal with i just write it down Mm. yeah like thank you is a is a great song yes it's it's a moment in life, you know, when you feel that way. You write it down, you write those words down, and they're beautiful. They are not always like that, you know. When you have a fight, mm-hmm. when you're asked to do the dishes and you don't feel like doing them, <laughs> then the <laughs> words don't mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's when you play so, the gates of hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Gates of Hell is not what really people thinking, you know. It's not really about hell or about. I don't believe in that stuff. Mm. Gates of Hell, it's about a bad situation, mm. you know. But it's about being a drunk, and then you you're pulled into it. 
yeah. or being a drug addict and you're pulled into it or, or anything, a bad situation. That's what Gates of Hell is about. But people think I am a, you know, believe in hell, in the Satan. In a, it's nothing to do with that. It's just a metaphor. Exactly. Well, if they get the album, they'll know exactly what it is when they read the lyrics. And you put out a great package this time because a lot of bands aren't putting out the lyrics anymore and the pitches and everything else in there. And this is one of the reasons, you know, to go out and buy, you know, the CD instead of just getting the download. So where can people get the CD besides the digital download, which is probably on iTunes right now? All right. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about now. And I want everybody to listen because... I was trying to get a record deal for the last two years. Now, there were small record companies who will give me a record deal, but that's all what they can give you. They don't, they don't have the money. They don't have the distributions the way it should be or anything. And then there is the big record companies who will give you a deal, but then they'll take anything. You take your royalties, they'll take anything. You get nothing yeah, in return. Yeah, take You know? So what I what I did here, I I came up with an idea, and then and the CD says that Green Monster Productions. Mm-hmm. I created a record company that will be the musicians' record company. Mm-hmm. I want every musician who's got a CD who wants to sell it, go to www.avigal.us and send me an email. There is a contact information there. Every band that wants to be on that label, I'm creating basically a label, but the label that belongs to musicians. Mm, excellent. Every band, every band that wants to be on that label, call me. You get a page. Your sales will be connected directly to your PayPal account. Whatever you sell is yours. But if we put all the bands together, they cannot get a deal today or they don't want to get a deal today because of the the conditions out there. We put them all together in one website. It means that 500 people or 10,000 people that knows me from Picture and Horizon and the Rods and, and here and will come to buy my CD will have a chance to check the other bands on that website. Uh-huh. Now, the other bands on that website will have another. Even if you've got 1,000 people that wants to buy your CD, they will come there, they'll buy your CD, but then they'll come to check mine, and they'll check, check the other bands on that website. I want to create a, you know, a powerful medium that belongs only to bands, to musicians. Every band's got its own, its own page, its own bank account. In this case, I'm using PayPal. For my band, they can use whatever they want. Whatever comes to them goes directly to their bank account. We're not Great giving idea. anything to nobody. It's like a MySpace or Facebook of bands. Yeah. Put them all together and let us all sell. You know, and if any, and if we have 10 or 20 bands on that website, we will have 50,000 people visiting the website. And yeah, everybody sure. will make money. Yeah, it sounds like so what the Mafia did 100 years ago. Yeah, man, all the bands out there, go to my website, www.arigal.us, and contact me. There'll be I'm gonna a place for anybody. What? I'm going to put that link up on my website, too, for you, Sam, so people can see yeah, it and man. touch you quicker. You know, 
I, a lot of bands out there don't know how to get a deal today. It's very difficult. So why That's don't true. we get together and make it happen for all of us? Right. That's right. The strength in numbers. That's the way to do it. And, and I think it's a great idea. And we have, if we can work together, we can push it. That's it. It'll be a record company of the people. That's it. That's the way to do it, Sammy. That's the only way to do it today. It's a different world. It's a different environment for music. I know. You got to band together. And, that, and that's what what was my idea. You know, I thought about it, and you know, we we'll get strength in numbers. That's right. That's I mean, before you know it, we can deal with distributors. We can deal with the, the management. We can deal with the tour uh, promotion people. If we are powerful and if we have 20 bands there or even more, then we can do a lot mm. and do it for ourselves. That's the way to be, man. That's the way to do it, Sammy. Yep. You got your head on a good idea. Anybody else there would just rip you off, man. I tried. I've yeah. been there. I know. Uh, people don't realize it's a cutthroat business. It is a cutthroat business. And I, who I had to deal with it. I had offers to sign with record companies, you know, and I'm like, what? They want me to sign everything to them, and I will get maybe 80 cents on a CD. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to sell my CD, and I want 10 bucks in my pocket from that CD. Definitely. I'll send you, you know? a check tomorrow. Yes, man. <laughs> no, I yours get, was not. <laughs> I, get one, I get one right out here. <laughs> I'm going to start the ball rolling. So, and I wanted to put that out there for everybody. I will. I'm going to put the links up on my site to let people know, because I think that's a great idea. And I'm going to start mentioning that to bands, young bands, when they come on the show for the first time. Exactly. I'm going to let them know about that. It's it's well worth it. Why give the power to record companies? That's right. Take it out of their hands and put it back in the musicians who are making the music and who deserve to get paid for what they do. Exactly. That's the way it should be. Which was a perfect world, and you know that's how it happened. But you've come across a great idea, and I think you're going to make it work. And another thing I wanted to mention to you was I heard that you went back to school for psychology. Yes. Where did you hear that one? I read that somewhere. Yeah, I just love people. I love people, and I was like, I needed a challenge in life. You know, music is great, but I needed a real challenge. And after high school, I became a musician, and I never gave myself a chance to go another step, you know. So I just went to college. Was it hard going back after all those years? At the beginning, you know, you come and you you had been you had these kids there at the age of eighteen, twenty, and twenty-one. They're just yeah. out of high school, and they are, you know, they they still in that mode to study and learn. And then you come in and do little. You're older than they are, and then, you know, but you are wiser than they are in that sense that you have a life experience they they don't have. Yeah. And it helps you. But, you know, at the beginning, the first semester, I had to get myself to really study probably harder than they did because I was not in that mode yet. Yeah. yeah. But after that, it's a kick, man. Good for you, Sammy. Good for you. You gotta have fun in life. You gotta do everything, anything. I know, I know. You know what? I know you didn't want to say who was difficult to work with before, but who's shorter, J 
Jack Starr or Rock Feinstein? <laughs> I tell you the truth, I think that Rock is a little shorter than Jack. I heard that when when Rock plays, they got to put a milk crate on stage from the stand on. <laughs> is hey. that true? In the pictures, we 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 let him stand on a book, like you know, very. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's not oh, what happened. We've had Rock on the show plenty of times. He knows a goofing around. He knows that. And the song, the song that you actually worked on with Ronnie is on his uh, record. Uh, I think the code. Yes, I did the recording. Uh, you know, I recorded Ronnie when he came here. I was the engineer, and I did the whole thing. I recorded the two songs, and it was great. You know, Ronnie. Was, you know, rest in peace, Ronnie. What can I say? You see, yeah, yeah, exactly. A big loss. Big loss. Definitely. To the music and then, you know, he was a great human being. I mm-hmm. met him and, you know, we we got drunk that night, but other than that, everything was great. <laughs> That's the way to be. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of beers. You know, well, the, the man is just great and w- what a talent. He stood there in front of the mic and it was like, wow. I can you know, imagine. I'm a, sing- I'm a singer, but I'm listening to that guy and I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And you've had he, such a great career. He did. Yeah, he, it's a shame. He contributed a lot to us, to all of us as musicians. You know? Yeah, he was definitely one of the, 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 the strongest forces in heavy metal vocals. Uh, uh, you know, after maybe Ian Gillen and maybe Ozzy Osbourne, uh, I guess. Yes, yes. I, but, I think but singing wise, singing wise, he was a. An unbelievable singer, I mean. Definitely. You know, it's like, mm, I mean, the time with Rainbow and then the Sabbath years and then the Dio years, he's just, he he kept improving and and, and creating and he's just unbelievable. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, it, it's so funny how, how, how much of a resemblance there is between him and Rock. Like, when you look at one and the other, there's such a resemblance between the two of them. It's incredible. I think Ronnie is a little taller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, face-wise, they look so much alike, you know. I know. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. I mean, oh, I mean, they had to have a sense of humor. They named the band Elf. No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, they, they, had to have they have called, called the band Elf on purpose. Yeah. I mean, they had to have. They a were sense all. Of you know, I mean, I think Craig Hoover was the tallest guy in that band. And yeah. I played with Craig with the Rod. He's not that tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's true. That's he's true. A, he's still out yeah. there. Mikey had him on the show uh, about a year ago. Yeah, Craig, yeah, he's still playing. Craig. He's got a band called Eden going, yeah. Craig, yeah, he, he's trying all kind of stuff. Man, he, he is the best bass player I ever played with. He's such... An unbelievable bass player, musician, you know, and yeah. you see it, you see it in the rehearsal, because then he's just jams and has fun. But other on the albums, I think he's very, how do you say, he's holding himself back a little back bit, back a little bit, playing just for the song. Yeah, but in, re- but in rehearsals, he used to like just have fun, and he's he's unbelievable. He is. He is. Sammy, I, I got to let you go in a few minutes because I got Amanda Somerville coming on. But, really? Yeah, yeah. That's it's all. Been a half hour. No, you, make, you make 
me cry, man. I'm going to go do the dishes. Yeah, you know, I, only got, I only got 45 minutes left in the show. I got to get your I'm music on. I'm joking with you. Okay, okay. I'm just joking. Well, we'll have to have like a part two, you know. We'll have to follow it up. But you got, the, right. you got the show coming up next week, right? Can anybody go? Or is it just a private party for the album? It's a party for the album. We had an opening act there, and, and we're going to have a lot of our friends and everybody from this area, you know. So where That's is great, I mean, I mean, I mean, you are welcome to come and visit us. That'll be great. Let me know. I would love you to come. Guest, please. Definitely. We'll see how I love to come up the there next is. weekend. I'm on vacation. I can do it. We'll see how the weather okay. is. Yeah. All right. Sam, <laughs> so all I know is this. They put rock in the, the, what is it, the Syracuse Hall of Fame or something, or Rochester Hall yes. of Fame? I got to get did. you in there. I'm going to start a petition this week. And I'm not from this area originally, you know. It doesn't matter. I'll get you in the Israeli <laughs> Hall of Fame if you want. I don't care. Wherever you want to go, I'll put you in. You name it, I'll start the petition. Okay. I'll get you wherever you want to go, buddy. Don't worry about it. Okay, Mike. It's in the Dutch All right, Hall Sammy. All right, Why don't you give man. me a song off the new record to play? What do you want to hear? Hey, whatever you feel like. Uh, thank I God. I only had two songs uploaded and I played one. So I'm going to get on Sins <laughs> of the Father. All uh, right. Uh, I love that song. Yeah, it's a, lyric-wise, it's beautiful. It's it's about uh, the things that we do that affect our children, you know? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, I got a lot of things Including what we're doing to the planet and all that stuff. Uh, it's a great song, Sam. I love it. I'm going to get that on right now. And anytime you want to come, my man, just call in. You don't have to ask. Just call in. Okay. All right, Sam. Thank, Thank you guys. very much, buddy. All right. Take okay. care. Maybe Take we'll care. see you next weekend. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Have you a happy, Sammy. Have Take a happy care. Thanksgiving. All right, Sammy Abigail. What a great guy. I love talking with Sammy. He's always fun. Yeah, we could He's talk good. all night. <laughs> I know, but that's why I feel bad because, like, I would have just did the show with just Sammy tonight because you could, like, keep him on forever and talk with him, but I had to get this interview on. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't do that. I, but, you know, maybe one time when Sammy has nothing to do, he'll call in and we'll just, like, leave the whole two-hour show for him. There's a couple of guests we have like that that you can go two hours with, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, well, I'm going to get on Sins of the Father. At least he gave us the comparison between Rock and, uh, and Jack, who's shorter or not, you know? <laughs> so we got that out of it. I bet you if they recast The Wizard of Oz, we can make him the mayor of Munchkinville in the corner. But now it's a little Abigail, Sins of the Father.
Okay, that was Abigail off the brand new record, Unbroken, Sins of the Father. I feel bad now that we only kept, you know, had Sam Young for 35 minutes. I wish I could have kept him on the whole show, but I have an interview with Amanda Somerville. And before that, T, our buddy, the maestro, Mr. Ken Pierce from PiercingMetal.com, uh, right. our fellow Brooklyn uh, Brag Hardy is with us tonight, giving us a concert calendar update. How are you, Mr. Pierce? Oh, man, big cheese. That is a great tune, and what a fun interview that was listening to uh, yeah. the guy from uh, Abigail. That was, yeah. that was a real fun time, and it was just, uh, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> he's he's a lot of fun. i got to hear that album. i I got to get a copy of that album. So how Good are man. you guys today? Welcome to Sunday, and uh, greetings from the inner sanctum of the Piercing Metal headquarters. Ah. Now listen, you guys had a great uh, concert weekend yourselves. You were giving me a little run for my money. I understand. Went to Judas Priest, and you went to Manowar. We didn't go to Manowar, but we were going to we're going to start talking about that. But we did. I did go to the pre-show. Uh, I wasn't able to stay for the whole thing, but uh, what I caught, they sounded as good as ever. As okay. I heard, they were on for about two and a half hours, so I couldn't make it till the end. But I, I got a good hour or so, and they were top notch. I got to say, that kid brings a lot of energy to the band. The kid, you mean Halford? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the new, I can't remember, Richie Faulkner. I think Richie Faulkner. Yeah. Richie. Yeah. Now, did, did you hear this uh, news? Apparently, Guns N' Roses played the night before. They went on I at 11 p.m. Really? They went on at 11 p.m. I do? guess that's good for Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Where, where did they play? Uh, the Izod Center. Oh, Okay. So, yeah, I, I didn't get to go to see Judas Priest, but I went to see uh, Shonen Knife, which is a Japanese punk uh, band, all girls, and uh, and they did a Ramones tribute album. So uh, nice. they came out, and actually C.J. Ramone came out and jammed the last few songs with them. So that was a lot of fun, seeing that. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, and and nobody went to Manowar then. Well, people went. Uh, we probably, uh, $75 a ticket yeah, plus... Yeah. Ticket master, you're looking at probably close to hundred dollars. That's that's yeah. Kind of I did hear one of the Metal Republic reported in and said it was almost a hundred dollars for him to go see Man of War. Yeah, yeah we're, crazy we're charges. Yeah, unless you, you go, unless you go to the the uh, you know the theater and or the theater or the venue and buy your own ticket. It, it's um, if you're going to try to get it online, it's going to end up costing almost a hundred bucks. Well, I hope everybody that went had a good time. I, I know uh, maybe. Tom, Tom Healy went. And, Maybe one uh, day these guys will, will realize that they can play New York City and play like the Roseland for one night or uh, or two nights at uh, the Best Buy Theater and have a nice crowd too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, let's face it, you can fit three Starland ballrooms into uh, into uh, Noki, uh, Best Buy Theater and like six of them into Roseland. So, and then they can yeah. have the bigger stage. And, bigger you know, stage. But you can tell from a few pitches that they were kind of, you know, cramped on that little stage. And they came out in the loincloth still, right? Well, I don't know about that. I, I think they were wearing leathers. So I wore to the show this weekend. Yeah, right. Well, I'd like to see a picture of that. Yeah. <laughs> my, my. Anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and and yesterday I went to, well, I went to see Mastodon last night, and they were they were fantastic. And, oh, uh, good. And, uh, and Dillager Escape Plan, I can only say that if you've never experienced that band live, you need to. But you you don't want to be in a photo pit with them because it's probably the most dangerous place in the world to be. <laughs> I can imagine swinging the guitars around, the singer jumps over us. 
<laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. Well, let me get like down fun. to let me get down to the meat and potatoes of the uh, of the week. I know you have a, another call with the Amanda Somerville, and who's fantastic. So I can't wait yes. to hear that uh, tonight, guys. After the program, you have the Super Suckers and Nashville Pussy down at. The Bell House. I have no idea if you guys have been to the Bell House yet, but this is a wonderful venue down in uh, down in uh, the lower end of Brooklyn on uh, on Seventh Street, off off Second Avenue. Great, oh. great place. Uh, fits fits a good four or five hundred people in the main room. Mm. Great sound, great lighting. It's it's just a good place to see a show, hard rock or heavy metal. Uh, not too many metal bands have played there yet, but I saw Lizzie Borden there a year ago and. Of course, caught showing a knife there on Friday. Really, really great place. Uh, Monday, I don't know anything going on for the week so far yet. And, uh, well, if they didn't tell me, they're out of luck for this part of the announcements. Tuesday, we have down at the Irving Plaza, we have the AP Tour, and that's the Alternative Press Tour. And that's going to be a lot of bands. That's going to bring us four years strong, the band Gallows, a group called Title Fight, The Swellers, and The Sharks. Now, last year I caught some of the AP tour, and this, this event started very early, so any fans that are interested in these particular bands should uh, so check the time listings because it, it might start very early, and you don't want to miss anybody when you're paying money for a ticket nowadays. Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. Not only is it the biggest night for bars, but it is a great night for heavy rock and roll. Taiketo, everybody remember those guys? Sure do. Taiketo is returning, gentlemen. And I tell you this now, that in Hoboken, New Jersey, at the Whiskey Bar, they will be making their, I guess, debut appearance again. And they're going to start uh, a group of, uh, of tour dates uh, over the next few months and into 2012. And I believe they are going to be on Frontiers Records. So maybe you'll... Uh, Maybe you'll yeah. have uh, maybe you'll have the singer on uh, on one of the programs coming up Definitely. soon. Uh, another exciting show is over at the Best Buy Theater, and that is going to be Five Finger Death Punch, and that is a great, uh, dare I say, slap in the jaw of uh, of heavy metal, and they're going to be bringing with them all that remains as a direct support, Hate Breed and Rev Theory. That is going to be a monster show, and I hope I live to uh, Thursday to enjoy some turkey the next day after that one, because it's going to just be chaos inside that venue. Uh, Thanksgiving, all you guys have to do is sit home, eat some big big food, hopefully, you know. Yeah. Um, unless you're a vegetarian, then just get a head of lettuce and just chow down. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't want to get any vegans mad at me now, you know. Tofu turkey. <laughs> no, tofu turkey. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> give me the real thing. Friday evening we have Pucifer. I think I think I'm saying it right. Pucifer is at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, and that is the new side project of Maynard James Keenan, who is from Tool. Don't really know much about how they sound or how close to Tool it is, but he's got a very rabid fan base. So uh, a lot of his fans might might dig on that particular show over at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, and. Uh, uh, and that's a great place to see some stuff too. So it's obviously uh, you're suited for these kind of cool shows and stuff. Over at the Gramercy Theater, you have Corpiclani, which is Finnish folk polka metal, and I will be there. I will be lacing up the sneakers and getting to do some what they call Finnish humpa, which is the Finnish polka. 
So I'll be over there doing that. And they have a score of opening bands with them. They have Arcona, who are coming all the way from Russia for the first time ever to New York City and the USA. Polka Dot Cadaver, who I've never heard before, and Forged in Flames are going to be the openers for that particular show. On Saturday, you still have some cool stuff to do before the month gets to its close, and that's going to be the hardcore stylings of Bless the Fall, and uh, they are going to be part of the Fearless Friends Tour. I'm sorry, not hardcore, metalcore. There is a difference. Uh, Fearless Friends Tour is a lengthy package as well, and that's going to bring us Bless the Fall, uh, The Word Alive, Motionless in White, Tonight Alive, and Chunk, No Captain Chunk. I Okay, so that one's got me a little tongue-tied, yeah. too. And that's obviously another lengthy show and a, probably an earlier start for that. So, uh, you know, it's, it's again, you know, we, we put up these listings on the Piercing Metal calendar, but we don't always know times, and we always encourage the, the fans that to, to double-check your time, especially because, I mean, ticket prices are just not going down, and, uh, and, but the dollar is, you know, the money we got available is. So that's all I got for you guys this week, and I will tell you that you can keep following The Adventures of Piercing Metal over on Facebook, over on Twitter, and now the brand new and happy to announce on the program tonight, Google Plus page. We, we have all three uh, options on the menu for your metal appetite. So gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen over the listeners, I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy the rest of the program. All right. Thank you very much, Kenny. You too. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, you and your family. You guys be safe. Cheers. Thank you, buddy. Take care, Kenny. I want to thank Mr. Ken Pierce from PiercingMetal.com for giving us our weekly concert calendar update. After Kenny gets done talking, man, I feel so unprofessional, you know? Yeah, he's got that. He's got a good delivery. Yeah, he definitely has like a great radio voice, huh? Definitely. I know. Maybe I should just like write out all the lines I want to deliver and have him <laughs> say them. I can just pre-record them and <laughs> put them on the show. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? Our good buddy Ryan Harmon is in the chat room tonight. Uh, our, our other friend Alex is at the pre-show in uh, Massachusetts tonight, so he's not around. Okay. But uh, Ryan also hosts Warrior Rock Radio, and uh, he has his three-year anniversary show coming up this Tuesday night. So you're not going to want to miss that one. I, I wish I could remember. What's Tuesday? Tuesday's the 22nd. So don't forget to tune in to Warrior Rock Radio this Tuesday, the 22nd, for Ryan's three-year anniversary show. Right. He has Derek St. Holmes as a guest from Ted Nugent's band. Cool. Carmine Apiece, or Carmine Apathy, whichever way you want to say it. It goes both ways. And Delanya from uh, Guns uh, from L.A. Guns. So Ryan's got, he's giving us a run for our money, this kid, huh? Hey, he's doing good. Yeah, even though I hooked him up with most of those bands. But no, Ryan's got, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's a great guy. So go and check out Warrior Rock Radio's three-year anniversary show. Isn't it amazing how you can have a three-year anniversary show and you've only done like four shows in three years, but <laughs> You I always guess... say that, yeah. <laughs> Ryan's a great guy. Go check the show out. He, uh, it, it should be it should be pretty good. All right, we have no show this Thursday, no metal matinee because it is Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, but next uh, Sunday night, we're going to close out the month of November with Joe Sims from Axe, Match, Axe Master and Free Dominguez from Kidney Thieves. I, I did that interview a little while ago, so I'm going to get that on. And in December, oh, what do we got in December? The first week of December, we have Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth. And uh, Mario Constantino from uh, another great Brooklyn band, Gothic Knights. Mm-hmm. And uh, week after that, we got Lee Payne from Clovenhoof. So we're going a little new wave of British heavy metal there. Cool. Yeah, I think that's about it because there's only one other show this month. And uh, I'm not sure who we got yet for that week. Maybe we'll just uh, do all music. We'll see what happens. But it's a short month, December, because of the holidays. They both fall on a Sunday, the last two. So, 
what can you do? But you know what? We got to do our demolition segment because we haven't done it yet. So let me see what we have here. Let's speak. It's a band called Lady Strange. Uh, I only know that there was a, a female singer in the band and a guy who played guitar. I don't know much else about them. I kind of just dug this one up out of a website because I didn't have time to upload anything this week. Uh, but it's like a 17-song demo. So you're getting your money's worth for it, and it's actually free, so it's even better. So head over to the blog spot right now, download a copy. Here's a song called Lover's Kiss.
All right, so Manville Corvus for you over there with Blondes and Black. That comes off the single, uh, Blondes and Black. I want to say it was from 1981, maybe 82, around there. Wow. Great band. We had uh, Thane Rasmussen on the show uh, a couple of years back, I think, maybe two years ago with Darren Zimple. So uh, mm-hmm. good band. They got back together a few years ago. They put out The Killing Sun in 2009, a fantastic album. And I know they're working on a follow-up to that right now, so hopefully we'll have that pretty soon. Maybe we'll get them back on the show at that time. But we're getting real close, cutting it on time, so i got to get this interview with Amanda Somerville on. So how about we do it, T? Okie doke. All right, sit back and relax. Hello, Mike. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I am doing fine, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, you can only avoid me for so long. I'm going to get you sooner or later. (laughs) Well, I'm glad it finally worked out. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It was my fault the first time. I, I gave out the wrong number. It's probably my fault both times, according to my wife, but I'll just have to oh. live with it. <laughs> well, hey, we won't go there, but, you know, thanks. I'm glad that we're talking finally. <laughs> uh, me too. I'm glad. Thank you. I appreciate it, especially on a Saturday. I know it's a little later for you over there, but uh, it's nice and early here in America. Oh, I know. It's 11 o'clock in the morning, right? Yeah, it sure is. This is early for me. I still live yeah. that rock and roll lifestyle, you know? Oh, yeah. It would be early for me as well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm glad I have you anyway. It doesn't matter what time it is. Uh, You know, the big news is Trillium, Alloy, brand new record, phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving us this music. Uh, (laughs) This is such a different album to me because I've been following you since the beginning, and this is a much darker, uh, heavy album than what I would have expected from you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) But how did you come across, I mean, is this going to be maybe like a full-time band for you right now that you're going to work on? Is this more in the project mode? No, um, this is my main priority right now, and that's what I I intend to keep as my main priority for the next couple of years until, you know, uh, my uh, next solo album comes out. But honestly, I think that Trillium is probably going to take over most of what I do. Oh, that's fantastic. And, uh, I, I, you know, you've worked with Sandra and Sasha for a long time. They're a part of, of the project. Are they going to be involved in maybe the band that are live show in any way? That I'm not sure. You know, they um, prefer to stick behind the scenes more. Yeah. <laughs> and um, because they're so busy with um, studio work and other things that they do, they, you know, just really can't take the time to invest in uh, you know touring and things um, that you have to if it's if it's your baby you know and this is basically my baby so um, I I am going to have a um, full time band working with me and uh, they've been playing with me for quite a while actually for my solo music and um, they're uh, they also were um, they did a few gigs with me back in March uh, we did a couple in Italy and uh, one in the Netherlands and um, they're a great bunch of guys. I've known him forever. One actually is a, a full-time um, yeah, colleague at the Gate Studio um, and worked on Trillium as well. So uh, it's going to be a really great lineup of people. I'm uh, looking forward to hearing that. And with the new music, uh, because, you know, I I have all your solo records. This goes in a, in a different direction. And, you know, you're a songwriter. It's not like you just sit back and have everybody do things for you. You're involved in all of right. your music. Was this a, kind of mood you were feeling when you were writing these songs or – did you want to just go off on a different tangent? Well, actually, you know, since 2007, um, since Sandra and I did HDK together, um, I don't know if you heard that record yep. at all. That was a solid record, yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah, well, that was by far the heaviest uh, thing that I'd done so far, you know, in, in my career up to that point. And um, it really scared me at first. And then I got into it and I loved it. I totally fell in love with um, really, truly writing and performing this style of music. And before that, you know, um, I'd always uh, stayed true to myself and, and you know, continued uh, doing my solo music parallel, you know, writing and performing and things and um, working with metal bands uh, behind the scenes more so, and um, but I never really had the desire to, to perform it myself. Then I did HDK, and they've got a saying in German, it, it, and, and translated as, you licked blood, which fits perfectly <laughs> to, to metal, you know? Yeah, it does. <laughs> which means basically you got a taste of it, and there's no going back. So um, that's what happened to me, and then the songs that I started writing were getting progressively darker and heavier, and uh, so Sander is always laughing and saying that it was, it was him that truly brought me over to the dark side. I <laughs> <laughs> well, know who to thank now. <laughs> yeah, so, I, you know, these songs were compiling for a couple of years, and I was thinking, well, you know, my next solo album is probably going to be pretty dark. And um, then I got an offer last year. I was approached by a record label um, asking me to do a solo metal project, and um, I turned it down at first, but then I, I was thinking, and I thought, you know what, why not actually keep it totally separate um, from my solo music, so as not to totally confuse people, because, you know, people know, if if you know my, my solo stuff, then you know it's very uh, diverse, eclectic, all over the place, yes. and, um, you know, I think there are still a lot of metal fans that know me from only the work I've done in the metal scene, and so as, you know, to keep that a little more pure and not to confuse anybody, <laughs> sure. I, I decided to uh, come up with a um, a project anyway, just completely devoted to um, the metal stuff that I have been writing. And um, so thus Trillium was born. I, 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 fans, who haven't, you know, people who haven't heard anything by you yet, this is a great album for them to come into you, I think, with because it kind of has a little bit of everything you've done over the years, like you were saying, from the HDK to your work with Amastasia and Epica. And I think it's a good you know, amalgamation of everything that you've brought to the metal scene and for people that aren't ready for your solo work yet. And me personally, I'm a fan of, of the solo album, so I'm looking forward to the next one. I thought Windows was great. I love Blue Nothing. I mean, I think that's one of my favorite of all yours, VT. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, anytime, anytime. Anyway, a lot of people, like when I play your music on my show or I, or I mention your name on the show, right away they, they, they jump to Epica, that you play with Epica Live on that tour, but a lot of them may not realize that you've been involved with the band since the beginning, and you still are involved with the band. Right, yep. And uh, I just actually finished writing um, the songs for their uh, their new um, elements coming out. Um, we always write songs together, and we have since the beginning, and that's actually why they asked me initially to to replace Simona when she was ill because it was the most logical choice. I knew all the songs since they were partially mine as well and uh, had been with them since the beginning. You know, fans knew me from their DVDs. I had sung uh, on all their albums, you know, backing vocals and choirs and stuff. I was Simona's vocal coach. So um, it, it just kind of all, all came together. And I think a lot of people still, yeah, like you said, don't actually know that full back have with them. It's true. And because you you perform on a lot of albums, you write for a lot of people, uh, you're involved in a, in a lot of different projects. Do you ever like contract to write a song for a band or an artist, and after you wrote it, you said, wow, I really want to keep this for myself? <laughs> sure, sure. But um, actually, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've done a couple of things. You know, it's not songs that I've particularly written, actually, but uh, um, some of Zasha's songs. For example, Into the Dissonance is a song of his that I put on this album, on, on Trillium, um, because I, I just loved it so much. And he'd originally actually written it for the Swiss band uh, Lunatica. Okay. And so there are songs, of course, where I'm like, man, I love that. You know, I want to use it for my stuff. Um, but fortunately, the fulfillment already comes from, you know, um, doing the work, doing a good job, having people be happy, and knowing, you know, hey, you know, I, I was a part of that. <laughs> True. I remember an interview you did a while back where you would talk about you would love to work with Yorn. And I, I know you performed with him in Anastasia, but is this the first time you got to work with him on one of your records? Yes, yes, and I was so excited because yeah, like you like you'd read before, you know, I'd wanted to work with him for quite a while and um since we did Avantasia together in two thousand eight and uh toured together and everything, um, we became really good friends and really close and I just you know, my my respect and admiration for the man, you know, as a musician and as a person just grew and grew and grew and he's got one of the greatest voices on the scene, in my opinion. And so, um, you know, when I wrote Scream It, I wrote it with him in mind because he's also the perfect character to play this, you know, evil, metal, you know, I guess, masochistic Romeo opposite my little, you know, innocent uh, metal Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you, you put that. That's good. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, like a year or so ago, you did the record with Michael from uh, the duet record, and I thought that was a really cool album. I would right. love to see something like that with Yorn. Well, um, I wouldn't be totally opposed to it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that because your voices, they work so well together, and I think that would be a phenomenal sounding album. Thanks. Well, I would love to do it. You know, I'm uh, I'm always open for new challenges, and, you know, like I said, I, I just, I absolutely adore Yorn and his voice and everything, and, and uh, he's an excellent musician. So that would be a lot of fun, for sure. Oh, definitely. You know, you, like I said, you've, you've been over in Europe for a long time. Uh, the scene over there, it seems to be so much more, I don't know, it just seems better for a musician, the environment, the, the work and play over there compared to here in the States right now. It's very difficult getting people out to shows here in America, and I think the downloading with the island is something that just affects everybody all over the world. But it seems like they're more supportive of their artists over there as far as, like, buying albums and live shows. Is that a place you prefer to stay in, like, to play at? You know, I, there are pluses and minuses about it. To be honest, Mike, I think that, um, you know, the, the difficulty in getting people to come out to a live gig is worldwide. Um, at least it's, it's no different in Europe than it is in the States. And um, I think uh, the metal scene is just, more, um, you know, prominent over here. It's not, I, I think it's not as big, um, it doesn't have the life in it over in the States as it does over here. And so I think that that's maybe, you know, what you're seeing going on there. Um, but uh, as far as it being difficult for bands, you know, I see a lot of my friends struggling and uh, European friends. So um, I, I don't know if I would necessarily say that there, that it's easier. Um, it, the, the, uh, or, or better, that people are, are in a better position as, as fans, you know, and are being as supportive as they maybe could or should be. Um, I think you've got, you know, a much smaller area of land that you can tour in, so it's easier in that respect logistically. Because, I mean, the space is just huge, you know. It's, it's absolutely huge, and it's an enormous cost for a band to tour around there. 
Um, here, things are, are, are much um, more closely packed together, and so I think it's, it's um, not as much of a huge cost. But um, then again, you know, gas and stuff is four times as expensive as it is in the States. So I don't know. There, there are gives and takes, but I think that the metal scene in general is probably one of the least fickle, uh, you know, audiences that you can have in the music biz. Yeah, it's true. You know, the, the metal audience is very loyal. They like the support, but it just seems like it's getting harder to, to get people to come out. And I, I know, like, the economy is, you know, it's rough all over the place right now for everybody in, in the world. But I see a lot of shows going on, especially here in America, where they're like $10 to get into. And you're going to see three or four bands on the bill. And if you walk away with, you know, becoming a fan of just one of them, that's a great plus and it's a great night out. And it just seems like we're, we're struggling here with that. And I guess, like you're saying, it's not much different overseas either. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I do see differences, though, in, um, I mean, people are people, I guess, but uh, <laughs> from um, what I could tell from my, my American friends and family, you know, people are a lot less dependable when they say that they're going to come someplace. <laughs> that, that's true. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, totally, I'll come out, I'll come see you, oh, yeah, and then, you know, you never see him again. <laughs> So, um, you know, in that respect, I think Europeans are a little more straightforward. You know, if they're not going to come, they're not going to give you a wishy-washy answer just so that you can, you know, smile and feel good about yourself at the moment and then just, you know, do whatever they want in the end. They'll say, like, nah, I don't think I'm going to come. Or if they say that they're going to come, then, you know, 95% of the time they're going to be there. That's good, especially those French people. I know they like to say no all the time to everything, but that's something different. <laughs> we, won't, we won't insult the whole country because you've got to go there sooner or later. Yeah, and they've got great cheese. Come on. That's right, they do. <laughs> I don't drink wine, otherwise I would have said that. That would have been perfect. Whatever. Cheese is a little random. Hey, it fits to you, right? The big cheese. That's right. It sure does. <laughs> That's perfect. You know, Amanda, I'm such a big fan. I'm so happy for this new album for you. I have, I love the artwork on there, too. The, the photography and the way they pitch the cover. I don't know who took the pictures and put the artwork together, but it's just such a great, it's like a, like a little evil you in a way. Yeah, and he, that's exactly what I wanted. Um, I've seen the work of it. The guy's name is Stefan uh, Heilemann, and his, his website is heilemania.de, and uh, he's an incredible artist. He's done all kinds of, of cover work and, and photos and stuff for all different bands in the scene, but also um, he does these exhibitions, and they're really, they're really sick. They're great, though. They, you know, he's got, like, a, a girl that's, um, I don't know, that's like screwing her own tongue to a cheese board or something, yeah. you know, and it's like, it, 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 he does this amazing work with Photoshop and I was just totally blown away by it. And I thought, you know, that really will fit to the album and, and the overall mood because I wanted it to be very dark. I wanted it to be something that was different than, you know, the normal setting that you see me in. So, um, yeah, he did an excellent job. I was really, really happy with it because he also had a vision. You know, I, I, I wrote him this <laughs> poor guy. I wrote him this like, you know, Super long, twenty thousand word, you know, description of the songs and everything, and and uh, t telling him what I could envision for the artwork and stuff, and and um, so he came up with a storyboard and you know really a a, a blow by blow kind of um, concept for the artwork, and I love that because you know you, you got to have a vision, you know. It's I love it when people aren't just like working to to get something done for the end result, you know, they have a vision. So and he did, so it was, it was perfect. It is. It's a great mix. It's, you know, it's the whole concept. You know, buying an album, I mean, I don't know how you are as a fan if you prefer to have, like, the, the digital download. I prefer to still have 
like a physical copy in my hand. I love looking yeah. at the artwork on the cover. You know, totally. the lyrics inside, you know, it's, even the thank you notes, and you know, just see who was involved with the project. And this is a concept from start to finish, from artwork to titles to songs, everything. I mean, it's the complete package, and every fan should have this album. Thank you. I'm glad that you appreciate it because, you know, it, it, people don't realize, I think, a lot of the time how much work it goes in, you know, it goes into an, a complete package, like you said. And, you know, I really invested so much time and also the, the visual representation of the album. And I, I think it's fun, too. You know, you, you get to learn a little bit more about your, your, the artists that you're listening to and stuff by, by reading those little, little notes and thank yous and, and all that stuff. And, and, you know, I think people... There's plenty of, of uh, I guess, uh, material online that shows what kind of a person that I am, you know, with all my damn video blogs. And stuff. <laughs> but um, I still think it's really cool, and I appreciate it. So, you know, my mom taught me always do unto others as you would have them do unto you, and True. so I guess that, that belongs to it. True. And, you know, you take full advantage of the Internet to, you know, to use it to your advantage with the albums, with the video blogs. And the websites, you know, Facebook. How important is that today, the internet, reaching out to your fans compared to like 20 years ago before we had it? You'd have to have everything done in print, and it was difficult to get into a magazine back then. Yeah, oh, goodness. You know, it's great. And on the one side, it's a blessing. On the other side, it's a curse because it is so much work, and you have to be, you know, your your knowledge of, of the, you know, doing things. You have to, you have to, it's just so broad. You have to have your fingers in so many different pies these days to really keep afloat. And I've been used to it because, you know, I've been an unsigned solo artist for, geez, forever. And so if, you know, if I didn't do it, nobody would. And and that's the only reason or the only way that I could get my name out there and get, you know, my, my art to people and everything. So um, it's become quite an important tool for delivering, I guess, you know, uh, promo, you know, getting connection with the audience, um, finding out what people what people are, are doing, what they like, what they want from you. And um, it, it also establishes a pretty cool connection because you can, you know, you can read what people are, are saying and thinking about you. And, and, and uh, sometimes that's good and sometimes it sucks. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a, a double-edged sword for sure. But I think all in all, it's been great for the, for the unsigned indie artist. And uh, so I, I couldn't have, have done the things that I've done in the past without the internet and without that kind of promo. And, you know, I just continue to, to go with it. I have a, a record label now that's behind me, that's backing me. And that's great. This is the first time in my life that I've actually had somebody, you know, doing things that, you know, other than just myself. So sure. it's a great release, but it, it doesn't mean that you should drop the ball and, you know, not do it anymore. So I'm definitely going to continue to push in, on that front and, uh, yeah, hope for the best. Yeah, that's, you know, because in the end, you know, your future is in your own hands. No record label or manager or producer is ever going to care about you the way you care about yourself. So there is that's nobody right. else to, you know, to take care of your business but you. And I, I'm sure you're probably your own worst critic in the end. And do you ever, like, listen back to something you've done? We're like the first time you recorded in the studio and then you sat there to listen to the playback. How did that feel like when you hear yourself for the first time on, you know, on record coming back at you? Oh, good Lord. I think, you know, Mike, honestly, my dad is um, is a singer-songwriter, and um, I have recordings of myself from when I was about a year and a half old. And so, um, it, you know, it wasn't for me like it, it is for most people where you hear, you know, yourself for the first time, because I've been hearing myself recorded uh, in a you know, recorded setting for 
my entire life pretty much. But I must say that the first time that I really, you know, wrote a full song and played it and everything, I was just, it was magic, you know. I, I, it was like everybody else, I guess, you know, when they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, and you go in your car and you stick the CD in or cassette tape or whatever, and you're like, oh, my God, I can imagine this on the radio. <laughs> but, um so I guess, you know, and also people who, who say like, oh, it's so weird when I hear myself on the answering machine. I don't know. I've been used to hearing myself blah, blah, blah for my entire life. So it's, it's nothing that's really new. But certainly, I, you know, it's, it's like looking back on, on high school pictures of yourself and you think, what in the hell was I thinking with that hairdo? But it's the same thing with recordings for me. You know, <laughs> I listen to some stuff that I recorded in like 97, you know, 98. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. But Whatever. You know, it's history. It's part of who you are. It's a part of, of, of why you are the person that you are today. And so you just got to, I guess, smile and, and love it for what it is. That's true. I, I hear so many so many musicians and artists condemn the earlier work. And, and they, But, you know, that's who you were at that time. Yeah. The 19-year-old person that's writing music and recording this is going to be a lot different than the 30- or 40-something-year-old who's had 20 or 30 years to learn their trade, their craft, their instrument, their voice. I can never see people condemning so harshly the all the stuff where they won't have any involvement with it when that was a part of your life and who you were. And I, I never understood that, but I, cause, maybe because I'm not a musician, I can't I can't comprehend that part of it. But I never understood that. Yeah, I I, I don't completely either. You know, I can understand like listening to something and and, and cringing a little bit and being like, oh, yeah. you know, oh shit. But uh, you got to be proud of it, you know. I mean, this is this is your foundation. This is where you come from. You know, you wouldn't be where you are without that. So I think, uh, yeah, you you have to have to keep the appreciation there. Definitely, I remember back in the early '80s, late '70s, how hard it was for women to break into the hard rock and, and heavy metal community. I saw how they struggled, how difficult it was. Uh, women artists in other genres never had that trouble. It just seemed to always be in hard rock and, and heavy metal. We yeah. feel like that, that barrier has finally been broken down because some of our biggest and best bands today are all female-fronted bands, all female bands. It's a different world today. But is that barrier still kind of up? Yeah, I think so. I think for, like, you know, quote-unquote true hardcore people, um, it's, it's still hard to take um, women seriously. And <laughs> in all honesty, you know, having met some of these women before, you know, I, I can understand it to an extent. <laughs> yeah. Because you think, like, wow. Okay, there's not much beyond the, you know, the shell or the facade or whatever. But, you know, there that doesn't mean that women can't do a great job. And there are a hell of a lot of, of awesome women out there that aren't just empty shells, you know, uh, whatever, doing their thing on, on stage. Um, so it, it is tough, though. I run into it consistently, especially doing studio work. Um, guys tend to see women as, you know, voices, pretty faces that should head the band, but that's it. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm just as much a, a, a songwriter as I'm a singer. And um, throughout the years, it's been tough sometimes to really prove yourself doing studio work because they're like, you know, oh, God, you know, what, what's going to come now? Is she going to, like, bust out her brush and, you know, yeah. start singing into it or something? And <laughs> so um, I, I think that, Maybe you know it's 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 better. It's gotten better, but eh, there's still a lot of prejudice that goes on. And uh, 
But yeah, it is a shame. But um, there are a lot of women out there that aren't doing anything to work against the stereotype, to be honest. So, you know, it's like, come on, ladies, be strong, stand up for yourself, get your shit done, and then, you know, you can prove everybody the uh, the, the the graciousness and uh, wonder of our gender. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's so. I come from a, a household full of women, wife and daughters, so I'm the odd man out. So I know how you feel. And I remember years ago, Dee Schneider from Twisted Sister was being interviewed, and he was very uh, close friends with Lita Ford. And uh-huh. I, she just had like her first big hit, I guess, back then, the duet with Ozzy. And I remember him saying to her in an interview, he says, he goes, you know, you're you're a strong woman, you're a great guitar player, a great singer. You don't need to walk around in tight pants and you know and, and flaunt your thing like that. Just let the music do the talking. And he goes, I remember telling me, D, you're 100% right. He goes, the next day I put on the TV, and there she's crawling on the floor in a video licking a block of ice. He goes, I don't know what to make of it after that. And that's, that's kind of like what you're saying in a way. You know, show your strong points because that's what it's all about. Yeah. It, it is. It is. I mean, I, I understand there's a, there's a game. There's a certain game you got to play, you know, sometimes. Um, but. Uh, yeah, don't don't put yourself in a position where you know you're going to be categorized as just some some pretty face and TNA. So uh, I don't know. I, I guess you know I have a lot of respect for women who um, you know play instruments and write their own songs and are producers and things because uh, you know I especially know how difficult it is. And um, I think hey, more power to them. I agree. Amanda, I'm not going to keep you much longer. One more question. You've worked with so many people. Who's the one person you haven't worked with yet that you'd love to do anything with? Oh, goodness. Okay, i got to go off the metal scale then because okay. I, must, I must admit my, my all-time uh, favorite singer-songwriter musician is Paul Simon. So <laughs> he's, not, he's amazing. You're right. Oh, goodness, yeah. So if, if I could choose, like, anybody that's still alive today, it would have to be Paul Simon. That would be fantastic to hear something between the two of you. Oh, wouldn't you love to have, like, you know, Definitely. Paul Simon singing on a metal song? Oh, my God. I'm, not, I'm a metalhead, but I listen to all kind of music. I appreciate just good music. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, and that, I think that would be fantastic. I don't know how exactly that would that you know that could that could sound or work particularly, but I'm sure I could work something out. Oh, I definitely think. I mean, you know, a lot of people have to go back to your solo records to hear the diversity in what you do compared to just you know the new record with Trillium. But I, I think if they did, they could appreciate all your output. I I would hope so. Well, uh, thank you very much, Mike. I, I I very much appreciate it. I'm I'm flattered and honored that you also know my solo stuff. So um and and I'm really happy to hear that you like tri- Trillium. So thank you very much for your interest and for having me on your show. Uh thank you, man. I'm sorry it took a couple of tries to get it done, but I'm glad that we did. <laughs> hey, we got her done. That's all that matters. <laughs> yes, thank right. you, man. Have a great day over there. Take care. Thanks. You too. Take okay. it easy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right, Amanda Thomas, it was always a pleasure to talk to. I like the way she said, get her done there. Sounded like Ryan, huh? Yeah, get her done. Get her done. <laughs> well, you know what? The Trillium song I have is like six minutes long, and we only have three minutes left in the show. So, so let no it matter play how you try to figure it out, you can't get one into the other. So let it play out until you, so when people listen to the podcast, they can hear it. Yeah, I'll play that as we leave the show. Like, yeah, so I apologize yeah. if anybody's listening live. You won't be able to hear the whole song. But you know what? It gives you a reason to come back to the podcast. Again, nobody does anyway. They just pop onto YouTube or MySpace and they, they can play it over there. But 
for the people that listen to the podcast, which is a lot more people going to be coming, uh, they can hear the whole song. So we'll do it yeah. that way. But like I said, there's no show this Thursday. It is Thanksgiving. And I want to wish everybody, especially you, Tom, and your family, a happy Thanksgiving. Same back at you, you and yours. Enjoy definitely. it. And to all of our listeners, enjoy your Thanksgiving. I'll give you a call. And we'll be here is. Sunday no. night with uh, Joe Sims from Axe Master. Joe's calling in live. Great band. Been a big fan of this since the 80s. And I have an interview I did a little while ago with Free Dominguez from Kidney Thieves. Not exactly the type of metal we play on the show, mm. but uh, she was a good interview, and it was fun. So we'll get that on. And, hey, you know, December's coming around the corner. Uh, we're supposed to have John Schaefer from Iced Earth on. I tried to do the interview the other day. Oh. Uh, the traveling around Europe and the connection of Skype was so bad, we, it just didn't work out. We, we tried over and over again, cell phones, Skype. It just didn't work out. So he said as soon as he gets back to the States in December, we'll do it when he's here. That way it'll be a little easier. But it won't be the first week like I planned, but it will be in December, maybe the first week of January. Oh, that's cool. So we'll have that on. But we got a lot of great guests. Danny Phil from Cradle of Filth, Mario Constantino. From Gothic Knight, Lee Payne from Clovenhoff. Big fan of the new wave of British heavy metal band Clovenhoff. Oh. And I believe we have uh, the band Crown of Thorns on the last week of the month. And uh, maybe if you're not doing nothing New Year's Day, you and I will do a show. Because, you know, it's, it's kind of at nighttime anyway. So Yeah, that'd be fun. Maybe we'll, we definitely won't be on for Christmas. Maybe New Year's Day. Maybe we'll play uh, all the music from 2011, all the new albums that came like we did last year. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, so send me over a list of your favorite albums this year. And uh, we'll put them all together and we'll have a great show that day. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, well, Amanda Somerville, I can listen to the interview. Amanda's played with Avansasia, Epica. Uh, she's worked with Yawn, and she had the album last year with Michael Kiska from uh, Halloween. But now right, she's got right. this new band called Trillium. Uh, they're excellent. I mean, you know, this is a big symphonic type of rock music that they yeah. play. And uh, here's a song called Machine Gun. Like I said, right. I apologize that it's going to get cut off for the live listeners. So you get a little taste of it. You want more? Go pick up the album or listen to the podcast. We'll see you guys Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving, T. Uh, you too, brother. Take care, buddy. Take there care, you go. everybody. Machine gun.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.